The Litro Lab podcast. The Beachfront Relocation Project BRP by Simon A. Smith. The Chief Executive Foreman, CEF, has to shout to be heard over the roar of dump trucks marking the shoreline. He wears a red hard hat and a yellow vest with green t-shirt underneath. This has the comical effect of making him look like a traffic light. The resemblance seems to match his blinking, regulating manner of moving and speaking as well. As he rattles off details about the job, he stands unmistakably erect, an adamant board in leather sandals and cautionary colors who calls himself Shep. Everyone wants beachfront property. Wait, check that. Everyone needs beachfront property, Shep says. He counts the trucks with a bobbing nose, scribbles notes on a clipboard. There must be around 10 or 12 of the behemoths. They deserve it. They've earned it, I say. Shep's smiles wax my back with the clipboard. You bet. I knew you'd agree. A small man, dwarfed further by the truck from which he stepped, crouches low, stabs a rake into the sand. He drags it toward him across the earth, then hoists it, swinging the sifting contents over his shoulder into the bed of the truck. It's unclear how much of the sand actually makes it from the ground into the hopper. Why isn't he using a shovel? It's a risk, but I'm too curious not to ask. He smiles. Simple misconception, he says. See, grains of sand lose potency and texture when packed too close together. Makes it clumpy, low-grade. The west side is entitled to top quality too, you know. Oh, oh, I agree, I say, but the transfer method. Data shows that rakes are a higher level tool and we must keep expectations lofty. You did read the data, right? The spreadsheet? It's all for the best. Best for the workers or the west side communities? Shep dips the clipboard low on his hip, glares at me over the rim. His eyebrows are dark and bushy. They rise like two wooly wings, nearly take flight from his forehead. I did read the data, it's just that, well, thinking of the new residence requirements, I try to amend, but Shep interrupts. Plus, we have an exclusive contract with Rakes Unlimited, Shep says, closing the issue. Shep is in the process of hiring a large crew of granular displacement operators, or GDOs. The way he described it during our phone interview, he needs some troopers. The troopers, or GDOs, are to load dump trucks full of sand from upscale eastside neighborhoods and haul it over to more distressed communities on the city's west side. It's part of what his company, Streamline Management, has coined standardized strategizing procedures. There are more than 15 such ventures in the queue awaiting approval, which Jeff is confident he will receive. This particular enterprise is he's calling the Beachfront Relocation Project, or BRP. Acronyms, he says, boost fundraising on both state and local levels. They make you sound official, he says. Authorized. For some reason, I've always considered things like abbreviations and codes a little shadowy and cunning, but I must be alone. Packing has already poured in from seven different aldermen, and last week the governor himself signed on. It is a bright but oppressive day. The humidity is suffocating. Even the sand has had enough. Vapors rise from its smoldering surface like steam from a bowl of oatmeal. The tiny man labors under his rake. 
Each shaky lift of the tines leaves his body looking more wilted, contorted. His arms and legs, slow to a shuffle, sink under the weight of repeated loads. Most of the other workers are still inside their massive, rumbling trucks, making it hard to size them up. But if I squint and use my hand as a brim, I can almost make out the outline of their upper bodies. Their silhouettes have a uniform stubby quality, a slight shadow behind squat, dusty windows. Come to think of it, Shep is rather diminutive himself. The only large thing about him are those fluffy black eyebrows. Are you looking for little workers? I ask, unable to find the right description. This is out of bounds, and I immediately regret it. Is there a code word for this type of thing? But Shep shakes it off. Oh, you mean because of Lambert, Shep says, motioning in the guy's direction. He's the biggest, strongest worker we've got. Really? He's a mental tower, a giant. None stronger. Never complains, never asks questions, a machine. We've made whole training videos based around his grit. Look how he staves off whining. Lambert really cares about poverty. He believes everything is possible for everyone. That's what we're looking for. Soldiers. He must mean troopers, I think. There is an air of accusation and condescension in his tone, as if my inquiry has already flagged me as a non-Lambert type. I wonder when or how so many Lamberts were created, such troopers. Were they groomed? Tamed? They are so agreeable. Has disagreement become the new defiance? What will happen when concern and criticism are reimagined, reframed as negligence or apathy or worse? I am not uncaring. I am filled with passion. But how does one reveal that fervor these days unless only as approval? WWLD, what would Lambert do? But I am desperate for this job. We all are. And so I ask a different, less confrontational question instead. Is the West Side ready for sand? I ask. Pfft, he scoffs. Why? You mean because they might ruin it or something? Because they're ungrateful slobs? Oh, no, God, no, I insist. I mean because they don't have the room or the right geography. Location must not be a curse, Shep demands, hammering his clipboard. Ah, absolutely, but I I'm, I'm talking logistics. The, the landscape there is all valley, no plains. Fifteen houses to one block. Is there, is there even water out there? You give them sand like everyone else, Shep spits. They will adjust. They want sand, they need it. It's what's good for them. You shouldn't judge. Uh, sir, there is no judgment here, I assure him, anger rising in me despite my best attempts. I'm being realistic. It's just that, well, dumping over 200 tons of sand into a community of sloped asphalt and cramped housing before it's prepared? Is the decision metric-based? I'm not sure I've ever used those words before. Metric-based. They appear to have come to me out of necessity, some twisting of my natural speech to fit the occasion. Perhaps I read the phrase on one of the training manuals. You can't deny access to sand. It's immoral. You present them with sand, the same sand, first. That's the important thing. They must have a chance, accessed. Trust them to build their own beaches up around it. Once they see how white and warm and entertaining it is, well, they will take right to it. You must believe. Otherwise, you're just sucking the life out of their dreams. You're a vampire. 
This is a gift, you know, a gift. There is no response to these claims. What can be said when every inquiry, every discussion is viewed as a direct challenge, an attack on some cryptic, bullheaded business model that evades inspection or discourse? Perhaps, I would like to tell Shep, we should give them all a yacht, too. Maybe it would be a splendid idea to supply them all with entire ocean liners before we've ever built them a single harbor or a boat dock. I have questions. I have so many questions that I must stifle to be like Lambert, to become a good Lambert. Shep is going to ask me how badly I want this job. This is the time to limber my knees for begging, ready my voice for groveling. I sense it. I hear it in the overt way he clears his throat, see it in his shifting eyes and shoulders. He doubts me. This is not the job I want. I am an engineer, not a businessman, but it doesn't matter. Every job seems the same now. If I turn this down, the next interview will feature a similar Shep to categorize my logic as a threat to his enterprising spirit, or ES for short. Their books have been written. Blueprints have been duplicated, memos dispersed. Captain Shep and his mates are taking no meetings. There are no departments of complaint. And how would they respond anyway? What could they do? All of the experts, those pesky specialists, have been cleared from their books, scrubbed out. They don't want architects or engineers. They want disciples and masochists. It's not sand they need on the west side. Sand is mere topsoil, crust. What they need out west is two or three layers down inner core reconstruction. I could tell him that, but that kind of work isn't lucrative or sexy. It's deep, intricate work. It doesn't make money. It costs money. There are no codes for pragmatism. Jesus, my head is so filled with acronyms and puzzles, I can't keep them straight. What was the one I read about keys to directive planning? KDP, KPM? I watch Lambert as he leans on his right handle and sighs. He wipes a stream of sweat away from his ruddy neck. He turns his eyes toward the lake, lingers there, staring off into the horizon. It appears that he is smiling, but how could he be? Perhaps, like me, he has a family, maybe. When he looks out upon the glistening waves washing against the shore, he is not thinking about his futile position as a GDO trooper. Maybe he is picturing, like me, the soft, rosy faces of his young daughter or son. He sees not the colossal skyscrapers behind him or the jagged coast of the bordering state in the distance, but instead his wife's loving eyes, her warm embrace. And perhaps he imagines, as I do, wading out into the surf, placing his entire family onto his aching back, swimming them to a far-off land, somewhere decent and merciful, some place to rest my weary, rational heart. Where can we go? We must go. I feel a jolt, some sensation tugging me forward, nothing miraculous, but provocative and exalted nonetheless, something tingly, undeniable, and, and I'm walking. Where are you going, Shep asks. I don't answer. I'm busy lumbering through the sand, kicking it aside like so much nothingness. I've adopted the moniker given me by Shep. Vampire. Why not? If it's a villain they want, it is a villain they shall have. This is madness, I will tell Lambert. I can already feel my mouth forming the perfect words. I know just what to say. He will understand me. I'll speak in whole sentences, no symbols. Come with me, I'll say. Put down that worthless instrument of control and follow me. All of you. 
Everyone, we must join hands. He won't listen to you, Shep hollers after me. Lambert, Lambert, all of you, men, he shouts. He scrapes something heated and damning onto his clipboard. It's possible that Lambert may think I'm trying to assault him at first, but I will console him. I will tell him, I am here to help you, not hurt you. We are allies. We are the same. We belong together. We must unite. We, we, I love you. Shep's cries reach Lambert before I can. It was inevitable, but I can overcome it, I believe. Lambert responds with such mechanical precision that it knocks me off balance. It's the way he's been coached, no doubt. He braces himself, snaps the rake out in front of him horizontally like a bulwark against my devious intentions. I raise my hand, hoping to communicate peace and comradeship, but Lambert clenches harder, whips the rake furiously through the air. The other troopers, the ones in the convoy behind Lambert, come hopping out of their dump trucks and converge on us. Shep is up on the bank using hand signals, a series of slicing gestures at varying heights, paired in concert with pumping elbows. I would like to believe, I want to believe that the troopers will see past him, that, that they will see my own aims as pure and harmonious, but it doesn't look good. I am a non-believer, Shep says. I am a monster, a bloodsucker. But I do have a faith of sorts. I want to believe. I spread my arms wide, empty palms up, head tilted back. I'm not the devil, I say. I am not the enemy. I am an engineer. But before I can get the final words out, they are on top of me. Miniature fists raining down on my chest and throat. As the blows gain force, I stop feeling them altogether. Push me into the water, I pray. Let me float away to some other place. That nameless foreign land. Go on. Do what they've been told. Do what you've been told. Do your business backward. Backward plan me. That's what it was. The, the forgotten secret cipher. The backward planning model. BPM. Kill me first before I have a chance to explain. Subscribe to the Litro Lab podcast on Spotify.